In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. That's right. It's in the lab time. Drew Doherty, John Harris, and Mark Vandermeer is over there playing darts and screwing around. So, John, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, the other day, um, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, whenever our, our buddy Chris Moore came in here, I had an interview with uh, Chris. Mark and I usually get a player on a Tuesday while you guys do the player show. And Chris walked in, and he saw the dart boys. Oh, do you mind if I throw a dart? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so we have about four darts, five darts. We used to have like six or nine. They've all got broken or yeah. thrown, whatever. He comes in, and he throws two bullseyes of the four, and then the other two are just around the bullseye. And I'm like, you're no longer in, you, you're no longer invited. <laughs> you, you throw like that. Where do you play? Where, where, do, you, how, where do you get good at darts? I don't do know. Say? I, probably back in college, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, he said he hadn't played in a while, but – uh, yeah, he, you know, Mark and I, pretty solid team. We took on our video team, Jared Huff, uh, RIP, and uh, Tyler Sudarth. Mm-hmm. We would take those two on each, probably each day. <laughs> it got to be a battle during Multiple the summer for today. sure before training camp. And so darts were a pretty big deal. And then he just came in here and Chris Moore just started throwing. He's throwing darts at Dagon Bullseye. Like, no, 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 man, you're 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 out of here. You're a professional athlete. You're too good for us. Yeah, believe it or not, I used to be good at darts about 20 years ago. Not anymore. Haven't played, but uh, I was okay. I could handle my business. You just said R.I.P. about Jared Huff, and Jared Huff did not die. Jared Huff edits a lot of the videos and puts together a lot of the videos that you see on HoustonTexans.com. He just he's spending his last week with us. He's got a new job. So yeah, congrats to that's Huffy. What I meant. We're gonna miss Huffy. He's a good dude. Good strong Aggie. And yes. Uh, He's moving on, leaving the Texans. Okay, you are expecting us to talk about A and then B, but we're doing Q today Oh, because okay. we're just going to go full on in the lab. Okay. It's going to be dorky. It's going to be like a, a March version or a June version of In the Lab. It's always cool. And it was spawned a week or so ago when I was doing Texans All Access with DP and Mark, and you know how they are. I, I brought up a great little tangent idea in the middle of a show, but it was a little too, it wasn't enough mainstream for them. Gotcha. However, we were talking about trading and trades, mm-hmm. and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can trade for any AFC South player that's not a quarterback that is retired all time, and you can add him to this roster at his peak, the Texans roster, which guy are you trading for? So you can't get Peyton Manning. Or Steve McNair. Or Andrew Luck. But any other position, you can add him to this Texans roster. So it's 2002 through now, basically, but retired players. Who would you add, John Harris? And it's got to be a retired player. Has to be retired. Because I would add Dwight Freeney. I want a pass rush. I want more yeah. guys getting after the, the quarterback. Now, there's other positions you could add that would possibly help as well. Well, certainly would help. But that's where I would go to have a constant, this guy might get two, three sacks per game off of you if you're not careful. That's who I would get. I would add Dwight Freeney to this roster to up the ante, help Jerry Hughes out, help Grenard out, who's not in, and get after the quarterback and make things a little dicier on opposing offenses. Who would you add? Because the clear answer is you'd add Peyton Manning. He's the best quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. He's yeah, one of the best ever. But, That's not but not, we're not adding a quarterback. Well, you and I are kind of thinking along the same lines, or I should say line. Mm-hmm. 
but I would probably go inside. Okay. And one of the guys that always frustrated me when I watched him, and I think he's retired. I don't know. I haven't seen him anywhere. I think he's yes, retired. Marcus Stroud is retired. No. Jarrell Casey. That's a good the one, Titans. yes. He was the Titans version of, of J.J., because he was an inside-outside guy. He didn't always go out to defensive end, like in a 4-3, all the way outside. But from five technique to five technique, just outside the tackle on both sides, all the way across, he could he could impact the play. Pain in the ass. Absolute pain in the ass. And I loved watching him play because he was not 330 pounds. He wasn't just doing with sheer size. He had every combination of quickness, hands, playmaking ability, he had it all, and he played for some really bad Titans teams. I was going to say, man, he was there really during bad. the Mettenberger years, yeah. the, the revolving door before and after Mettenberger. Yeah, those those teams, really tough. But when he I, – I hated it at the end of hit for him because they finally had something by 17, 16, 17, 18, and he was kind of at the back end of his career at that point. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like Jarrell Casey for the Titans was a guy that impacted everything. It was really hard to run against him, especially if you ran away from him because he had an, he had an uncanny knack of twisting his body, contorting his body to get in between zone-pulling linemen and then get down the line of scrimmage quickly and make a play on a running back. He was really tough. But I think we're both at the same point. And it, and it kind of leads, Drew, to a discussion that I know people have, have asked us, but they're, they're already thinking about, like, what do you do when you come to the 2023 draft? And there are some elite defensive linemen in this draft. Mm -hmm. And I know that the Texans haven't gotten out of Davis what they've wanted to get out of Davis, and there are some really good quarterbacks in this particular draft. But I think you can see where you and I are going, and that is if this defense could hold up better against the run. And it's funny because I picked an interior defensive lineman, and you picked a defensive end. Who have we been missing? Jonathan Grenard yep. and Malik Collins. Yep. It's not all on two guys to stop the run. But we weren't beefy up front as it, as it was. But with those two guys in the lineup, they just gave you that much more against the run. Now, it wasn't going to be perfect with them, and those two guys played in the game against Chicago, and Khalil Herbert went absolutely crazy against yeah. you, a backup running back. So it hasn't been perfect with them, but it certainly has not been good at all without them. So we're thinking definitely along the same lines that that front seven in particular, those two. I thought about linebackers, and I was kind of going back in my mind, like what linebackers would I want D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans would be a good one. The other one that I would want is a healthy Cushing. Yeah. I'd want a healthy Cushing. If we had a healthy Cushing on this defense and he was the guy he was the guy in charge and he was running things, he brought oomph. He was incredibly explosive and twitchy. Before the injury, I'd take Cushing all day, every day. So you put those three guys, Freeney, Casey, Cushing on this defense, and things are changed exponentially. The 2009 and 2011 seasons for Brian Cushing, some of the best yes. just overall seasons by any player, regardless of side of the ball, position, absolutely in the history of this franchise. He was outstanding both. He was a pro bowler in 09. Should have gotten into the pro bowl in 11, but you know, understandably, there were probably some lingering stuff or lingering ideas about him and who he was and all that that kept him from getting in in 11, but he was out. He was the heart and soul of that, that 2011 team. 
he was the MVP. I mean, his teammates voted him the he MVP of yeah. the 2011 team, which might, I would say, probably be the best team of all time, uh, Texans-wise. When you you emphasized the, the letter Q, and I was like, when you asked your question, I was like, oh, I think I know where Drew's going with this. But then you said retired players. Yeah. And because Q, I was thinking of Quentin Nelson um, <laughs> for, for the Colts. Not that I would take him right now because I think our random. interior. I didn't want to go C because that's too. Yeah, I don't know. You just picked letter Q, and I thought that's where you were kind of. probably done L or um, M. Or... But if you could pick a current AFC South player, not Texan, mm. a current non-quarterback current AFC Jeffrey South Simmons. player. Jeffrey Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's Simmons is a guy. Slam dunk. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Simmons he's, is slam dunk. He's pretty easy for me. That's, that's who I'd go with. And here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And th- this is kind of why I've, I've had this debate because on my podcast, Locked NFL Draft, I've been talking about this with the guys and the two other guys I'm on when I, I had presented kind of like a top five draft scenario. And in that scenario for the Texans, I just, you know, I picked Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter from out of Ooh. Georgia. Boy, and that'd be something if you got Jalen Carter is he Jeffrey Carter Simmons. Carter last that long? Well, because I think when the Browns, I, when I, I did, think the Browns when I did this, mid- the Browns were at number four, I, so I it was one, f- it was two and four. I think he'll get out of the top ten even. No, he won't get out of the top four. And I'm, the thing and I'm is, saying I think the Browns will. I think they're going to win. Yeah, enough. I think the Browns will start to win a few games. Um, I think the Browns are going to end up being right where they were last year, 13, 13 through fifteen. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to end up. Yeah. Um, and so I, you're not going to get Carter at that point. But watching him this week against Tennessee, he had been banged up in the game against uh, Oregon at the beginning of the year. And then he was kind of in and out. And then he finally missed a couple games. He came back for, I think it was, I'm trying to think who Georgia played before Tennessee, but he's back for that game. Just wrecking shop in the uh, end oh, zone. Oh, against, uh, against Florida in the, in the cocktail party. But then against Tennessee, he just he showed it all. Took, I mean, it took, it, he stopped the game. It took like forty five minutes for them to correct that play to figure out was right. it a safety? Was it a, you know? Like, I mean, he I mean, just lifted that dude up yeah. and then forklifted him at the end and then got rid of him and then tackled. It should have been a safety, but either way, yeah. Jalen Carter, you start thinking about his defense and it's like, I remember for so long watching the Colts in this division. You're like, man, we need a Freenian Amathis, man. We need a Freenian Amathis, and then we go get Mario Williams, and they, Mario Williams was not either one of those guys, but. You found somebody that could impact the game from the edge. And you when you got JJ Watt who could impact the game from the edge and the inside. You start looking around the division and how do you win the division? Well, you want to go find one of those. You're not going to find Derrick Henry. Right. You're just not. You're not going to find Derrick Henry, but you've got Damian Pierce, which is a you know, you didn't go out and get an, an F three fifty. You know, you went out and found, you know, a tank, which is a little different. But you can't find a Jeffrey Simmons and it's his name is Jalen Carter. Mm. Now there aren't plenty there aren't many of them. But you could go out and find a guy like Jeffrey Simmons. You think about every single game that Simmons has played for the Titans against the Texans. He's found a way to impact that game. He's an absolute monster. John. He's a monster. All week long leading up to that Titans game, I was looking at the injury report. No Ryan Tannehill. Yes. No Jeffrey Simmons. Wednesday. Sweet. Same thing on Thursday. And then both those guys are questionable. And I think they wound up ruling Tannehill out on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. On Friday questionable and i was like oh there's a chance and i was much i didn't really care as much about Tannehill. i cared about jeffrey simmons and he wound up playing and he was basically a grenade and when i you you throw that grenade in the middle of your offensive line bad stuff happens when on friday i was scouring the twitters and as i scoured i thought i found a video i can't remember who posted i think it may have been paul karski posted a video in the locker room of simmons talking about whether he was going to play or not and he said one thing, and my heart dropped. He was like, well, I feel better than I did last Sunday. And I went, oh, oh no. Man, yeah. 
And the previous Sunday, he played against the Colts, and he got banged up in that game. And I thought, oh, he's going to play. And then when he, he plays, did. he's just he's outrageous. So when you, you get in a spot where you're trying to improve your team, you're like, okay, what do other teams have? You know, it's like AFC South Envy. What do they have that, that we'd like to get? Well, I'd like that guy. Yeah. And Jalen Carter is that guy from Georgia. Now, there might be some other things that happen in the draft, and we'll see where it all ends up. We're only halfway through the year. But at the mock that I was doing, at that time, the Texans were two and the Browns were four. And so you get to the top four. And so I went Will Anderson and Jalen Carter with that, thinking, what's our biggest, biggest, biggest need? Well, it's to be better defensively. Sure. And those are the two I came up with. And the two guys kind of said, nah, man, I think you need to go quarterback, wide receiver. And I was like, I don't know if I can make a case for a wide receiver at four. But I got their point. I mean, I understand, um, you know, you've got to get better quarterback play. And Davis Mills has got nine games to to play better at quarterback. And hopefully Mm -hmm. he'll do that. Um, He's shown some signs of playing better against Las Vegas uh, early in the Philadelphia game. He's got to continue that and get consistent with it. Um, or they're going to be, you know, some people that are going to be clamoring for that quarterback and then top whatever, wherever the Texans end up picking. But, you know, that's a discussion down the road. But I find it interesting that Simmons was the guy that you and I, and I bet if we brought Mark and he'd say the same thing. Yeah. The, I would think Simmons would be the one that everybody would want for this Texans team. Okay, a few little tangents that come up off of our conversation that you brought up. Um, Brian Cushing, saw him on Saturday. He's doing well. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's got uh, – shockingly he's got athletic young children yeah who very uh very good at flag football mm-hmm. and so i was chit and chat with him because my one of my sons is playing flag football the other one just finished up his seven on seven season he, he made the all-star team. nice congratulations robert. Robert. robert boy. yes proud of him but proud of both but brian cushing is doing well looks good looks like he goes suit up and, <laughs> and wreak some havoc yep. jadevion Clowney was in town that the browns had a bye last week yep. and his son's team was playing before hours. So Joe Devion's doing well. Got a chance to say hello to him. And then, hey, I was voting yesterday, and I saw Owen Daniels. He was nice. voting ahead of me. So he did ah. his civic duty, and, you know, we uh, we fist-bumped on the way out. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do, too, do too much talking in the polling places because yeah. you know how people can be. So uh, didn't say too much. Yes, we know how people can be at voting places. Yes. And then on top of that, you bring up Jarrell Casey. Mm-hmm. He was a 2011 draft pick. Yes, he was. On this show, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, we did a redraft of 2011 for the Texans. And in that redraft, the Texans chose J.J. Watt, Justin Houston, oh. Jarrell Casey, yeah. Richard Sherman, and Chris Harris, amongst That's others. Right. So that was a pretty good redraft. <laughs> that was a great and redraft. Casey was somebody that you could have added to that, that front, Ooh. and it would have been really, really good. Man. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you a question. All right. Speaking of redrafts. Let's hear it. Just go with me on this. The Texans in 2018 would have ended up with the fourth overall pick in 2018. Yes. Okay. So the only way they could have done that is if they didn't trade for Deshaun Watson, they somehow get through 2017 with whatever they cobbled together. Maybe they leave Brock Osweiler in there, but they don't have to give up that first-round pick because they didn't trade it. I don't know what they do in 2017 with the pick, but they don't. I guarantee you, if they just stayed where they were, T.J. Watt would be a Houston. Team. I guarantee in 2017? you. 2017? Yes. Bill okay. O'Brien. That would have been nice. The year before was in love. Like, yeah. love T.J. Watt. Before T.J. Watt was gaining steam, he, he, to his credit, he called it. I mean, he saw what was there. So say the Texans are picking four, and you redrafted 2018. 
I don't even know if Lamar Jackson makes it to four in a redraft of 2018. Maybe he doesn't. But would you do it in a redraft? Yeah. Lamar Jackson in 2018. If you had that pick, obviously. And if you had that pick, then you didn't have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, knowing what we know now, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's... I got a, I got a, I got an idea of something, and so I was redrafted 2018, and I got to that point, and it wasn't the Texans; it ends up being Cleveland. Hmm. Cleveland has two of the top four picks, but I was curious as to what there. And if you're Cleveland and you're drafting, oh, there's a better question. <laughs> as we tan, tangentialize this whole show, Cleveland's at number one. If you redrafted 2018, would you take Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? I don't. I mean, that's tough. Knowing what we know now. Yeah, know what you know now. I guess Josh Allen. I think Allen would probably be the right pick. Yeah, I guess Josh Allen. I think Allen would be the right pick, but... Back then, you wouldn't have done it, though. Wyoming versus... I mean, I know they did it, but Wyoming versus the highs... Anyways. Could have been tough. Could have yeah. been tough. That's a tough decision, but that's Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Old Cleveland have done. I think you win either way. Yeah, I do. So... I mean, Jackson and Nick Chubb. <laughs> Yikes. Like tough enough as it is. This has been fun, man. Glad you uh, went down that journey with me. And we're glad you came down that journey with us. John Harris, thanks so much. We'll see you next time.